0: Well, it's an honor to share God's word with you again today. And um, that's why I pray as we before I share God's word. Father, thank you for this blessing of sharing your word. God, I pray that you would um, allow us to be sensitive to your spirit. And God, as I've prayed before often, that anything that's not of you, would just wash away and they would be forgotten. But the things that are of you, God, that they would stick so clearly to our hearts. So, God, we commit this, this message to you and ask that you just be with us, helping us to pay attention to what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Parents, you are so important in the lives of your children. I think we underestimate the value that you have in their lives. I believe that today's generation, more than any other, needs their parents to buckle down and teach the truth. Today, young people are predominantly learning from social media and their peers. We need to actively be giving our time and resources to invest into our young people, that they will have the opportunity to learn the truth in a way that is relevant, in a way that they want to engage with. Fathers, today I'm talking to you especially. We are called to walk in a manner that deserves honor. Deuteronomy 516 says honor your father and your mother as the as the lord your god has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land that the lord your god is giving you you know i, I love this verse this call to being as parents being honored the importance the importance of it is that it comes with a promise that if As children, as as you honor your parents, God's saying that you're going to have that long life. The problem is that parents often throw this verse at their kids saying, you have to honor me. I deserve honor. I deserve to be honored. Rather than having that healthy relationship with your kids that leads to your kids honoring you because of that healthy relationship. Ephesians 4:1 As a prisoner of the for the Lord then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you've been that you have received as believers we are called to live lives worthy that are, are worthy of our calling dads listen carefully you have been called to a higher standard to live before Jesus and to your kids. You are constantly setting that example. They're always watching. Their kids are have, always have eyes watching, and they're always listening. They want to see how you're living. They're going to follow that. So today, I want to share a message that Pastor Al helped me put together and um, it's entitled, da- A Dad Worthy of Honor. For some of you, you may know that I was raised by just my mom. I didn't meet my father until I was 15. My father and I never really had a close relationship. I would say that for my father and I, we, I there was points where we were good friends, but that that was... The extent of it. And so I, I remember looking at, growing up, I was like looking at families who had the, the whole package. They had a, a mother and a father. And I, you know, my my mother always, she did things with, tried to do the job of both. And it, it just never quite works that way. Right? Moms aren't designed to be dads. And so I, I would watch these families who had a mother and a father. And i like, what would it be like for me to have a father? I always dreamed of that. And then later, I, when I was 14, I became a Christian, and I I started looking at Christian men as an example of what fathers were. And I remember my youth leader, Troy, uh, We he didn't have any kids when I first, we, I first went to youth group, and then he started having kids and got to watch him become a father, and it was just that example I had. It meant a lot. I mean, in over the years, I had some excellent examples of Christian men and Christian men who were fathers to to follow and to role models to see what a a good dad was. Does that mean I'm a perfect dad? No, I'm far from being a perfect dad. But I'm continually trying to improve. And I want to improve, and I want to follow what Jesus has called us to. And I want, men, I want you to follow that too. I don't want to place a heavy burden on you, but I want us to follow Jesus, and that as we follow Jesus, have that example set for our kids to follow. Dads, what what does a dad worthy of honor look like? Well, first... A dad worthy of honor is a father who loves. Matthew chapter 1. This is, this, is, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to Joseph, before they came together she was found to be with child and through with child through the holy spirit because joseph her husband was a righteous man and did not want to expose her public to public disgrace he had in mind to divorce her quietly now joseph was a man worthy of honor he loved mary and at this point he didn't know where this child was from, he's like, um, my wife is going to have a baby, and it's not mine. Excuse me. Um, and he, so he found out Mary was pregnant, and so he, in that tradition, he normally men would just make a big deal of it and say, "Oh, my wife's pregnant. I'm getting a divorce. I'm having nothing to do with her." But for him, he loved Mary, and he was like, "I'm not going to do that. I'll." well, there needs to be a divorce, but I'm just going to put her away quietly and it's not going to be um, anything major. And in, in, in fact, when, if that divorce was to happen, he was to provide for her um, even though he would not to be with her. And according to his custom, that would have been just fine. But because of his love, he he wanted to do the right thing, to be the best of his ability at least. In Ephesians, chapter five, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave Himself up for her. Husbands, love your wives. Duh. Um, often, this, this verse is, is brought. The verse before is brought up for wives to submit to their husbands, but I believe that this verse is even more intense. How are husbands to love their wives? Just like Jesus loved the church. What did Jesus do for the church? He gave up his life. He gave up his life for the church. Kids, watch your parents. Does your, does your dad show love to your mom? We somehow get focused on dads, love your kids, pour the love into your kids, pour the love into your kids. But dads, pour that love into your, your wives. Let your kids see how much you love your wife. Show your kids how much you love their mom, how much you value their mom. 1 Timothy 5.8. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household has has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. How does a man show love for their family? They provide for their family. This is so serious. You hear the, the words like denied the faith, And worse than an unbeliever? That's pretty serious. Paul's not mincing words here. Hear this this out though. We represent God as believers. If we don't provide for our families, what does that say about the God we serve? Is he one that's going to provide for us? As men, we can't just check out in our families we need to actively provide for our families you've entered into being a family not just you don't just have a family you're being a family it's an active it's being active there we not need to grow up and not just play house we need to take care of things you know there's always extremes too with this because I find I've met dads who just check out and they don't want to provide at all. And then there's the dads who are, go, are gone all the time providing. There's some dads who spend all their time working in order to provide for the family. And I'm sure you're providing for the family, but your family, you've sacrificed your family in the, in the process. It all needs to be balanced Show love by providing for your family. Show love to your kids by, the, by providing for the whole family. Matthew chapter 13. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching. The people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked, isn't this the carpenter's son? You know, I, I, to be known as the carpenter's son, it's almost a slight because like Jesus was so much more than that. But when I look at this verse, I notice that people saw that Jesus was the carpenter's son. Joseph, the carpenter, loved Jesus. He raised Jesus as his own and passed on a trade down to his son. Men, love your kids by passing skills down to them, teaching them how to do things in the everyday. You know, this may seem silly, but like in, when I grew up, I always looked at my friends who had dads who would take them fishing. I never went fishing growing up. and It seems like a little silly little thing, but just a, a little skill like that or, or changing oil or different things, like just things that a lot of you men would take for granted that you know how to do. But lots, there's lots of people who don't know how to do them because they never had a dad to teach them or anyone, period. So teach them what you know. Don't just give them stuff that will pass away. Give them skills that can last throughout their lives. Build into their lives. This shows love for them. A dad worthy of honor, love. Uh, sorry, a dad worthy of honor is a father who loves. Next, a dad worthy of honor is a father of faith. You know, faith is a game changer. When we take action on what we read. Our kids see it. We don't want it just to be a a, a religion that we just read things, but we want to see action. And we want to take steps on what we've we're learning. Cause Jesus wants an active relationship with us, not just a sit back and you know take it all in like a sponge. Earlier I mentioned Joseph and and when he was going to quietly divorce Mary. But then he learned what was actually happening in Matthew chapter 1, again in verse 20. But after he, Joseph, considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name of Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. He didn't stay on his original plan. he acted according to faith because like he's like, okay. God just showed up to me in a dream. Now what? Like, and his life showed it. He, he took Jesus as his own and didn't go according to his, his original plan. Joseph heard from the Lord, and by faith he, he took action. Joseph finds out what is, what's happening, and it caused him to change his plans. You know, that's got to be terrifying to do when we have our, our plans all set up And we know what we're going to do. And then God says, nope, this is what you're going to do. And like, okay, shift the plans. God, I don't know where you're taking us, but I'll follow you. He raised Jesus as his own. And I can't. Yeah, he just did the right thing. And as soon as that was what God was calling him to. In Matthew chapter 2. Verses 13 to 15. It said, when they had gone, an angel of the the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, get up. He said, take the child and and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his, his mother during the night and left for Egypt where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet. Out of Egypt, I have called my son. Again, Joseph had a dream that God gave him, and it's a warning, and he takes action. And it's by faith, because he's like, maybe it was a bad pizza that I ate. No, he he believed that was God, and he took action on it. And it was consistent of what God had done before. Men, as you dig into your Bible, as you hear sermons, take action on what you hear. Don't just let it be, as I said before, a sponge. Let your kids see how you're taking action. Maybe it's in the area of giving. You're you feel convicted to to give more to the ministries that, and you're you want your kids to see and why you're doing it. It's not just. You know, going and doing quiet, but you you explain to your kids why you're doing this, or maybe you feel you need to take action on um, going to feed the homeless, and so you take your kids to go and work at a homeless shelter. Things that you they can see you're acting on your faith. That's not just a a side thing. A dad worthy of honor is is a father of faith. And then a dad worthy of honor is a father and an example. Faith starts at home. And the surveys tell us that it starts with you, men. Women, you are important. You're know, you you're generally the ones who are sitting down and reading the Bible stories and teaching your kids. But the surveys tell us that your kids are far more likely to follow Jesus when you are actively involved in your faith, and they can see it. Proverbs twenty two six is a verse I'm, I'm sure many parents have have looked at and going, "What am I doing wrong? Uh, what am I? Why isn't this coming to be coming to pass?" It said. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he he will not turn from it. We hear this verse sometimes, and we uh, we think, "Oh no, I, I've I've taught this isn't the, the case because I've taught my kids the the way of Jesus, and they're not following Jesus anymore." And you know, we have to keep on putting our faith in, back in, in God and what He said, and continue to put our kids into God's hand rather than constant worrying because we can't control it in the end but God's bigger and if we've been faithful to teach our kids the word of God there's this promise that you know what maybe our kids might turn away for a time it says that they will come back Deuteronomy 11:19 says Teach your kids, sorry, teach your children, talking about them, uh, talking about them when you sit down, at, sit at your home, and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. I love this little picture of a dad and his little girl are just reading the Bible. Sometimes we think that the Bible is just for a. A time you know that you read these Bible stories at night. But Jesus meant for a lifelong um relationship with him. And that's with our kids too, showing him how Jesus applies and is having that relationship with us every day in the ups and the downs. I I, I think we need to live our life before our kids Dads, live your life, live your faith before your kids. Let them see what it means to be a disciple of Christ. Not just tell them what this is what you have to do, but then let them see it in your life. Talk to them about the things you're learning about God. You can talk to them about your de- the things you're learning, in your devotions, in a way that they can understand too. Look for teachable moments. Look for the things that you've been teaching them all their lives and then suddenly an example comes up and you can, it just will bring it to life. Instead of glossing over it and continue on, look for those teachable moments that God will bring to use for you. Help your kids memorize scripture. Oh, this is so important. Let your kids know the word of God. My wife jokes around and says, like, I don't know how you know all these verses, and I'm like, I don't know. I just took time to memorize God's Word, and, and God's Word makes a difference in our lives. It just comes up at the most unexpected times when we need it. And you start them young when they start memorizing God's Word. It's so important in their lives. I was thrilled that the Sunday school kids, and they had that program where they challenged to memorize so many verses, um, and I believe it makes a difference. It makes a difference in their lives. Even in, in within our youth group, we with that youth concession we have downstairs, we gave kids we gave kids candy if they memorized Scripture. And there's all these non-Christian kids memorizing the Word of God, which is so cool, so they can get candy. But they're like coming back. It's like, hey, I remember that verse still. I can't remember what it's found, but I remember. Um, and they're, they're telling me this, these Scriptures. And I was like, it's just so exciting to hear kids sharing the Word of God. It won't return void. It'll make an it impact on their life at the most unexpected time. 2 Kings chapter 14. It says, Amazah, son of Joash, king of Judah, began to reign. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not as his father David had done, in everything he followed the example of his father Joash. When I read read this, I was I was a little bit thrown off a little bit. I just had to think for a few minutes about it, and I see you see an example of a, a of good and better when. This king was, began to reign. It says that he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. Awesome. And it, it, what his father had done, but not what King David had done. And so I, I kind of wondered why is it throwing that that statement, in, but not what his father David had done. And I, I looked a little further, and it's not going to be on the screen, but um, in down to verse four, it says the the high places. However, were not removed. The people continued to offer sacrifices and burn incense there. We see what he let go on. There these pagan sacrifices that were going on and pagan worship that David had wiped out. But he just followed what his, his father had let go on. And so he continued to, you know, okay, I've done exactly what God's asked me. And my father let this go, so I'm just going to let this slide. He did the basics of what God had asked. But David was brought up here because David was a man after God's own heart. He didn't stop with just a list of stuff to do. So easy just to make a list to do, check off, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, I'm done. But he followed through beyond Just the list because he knew the intent of what God was asking. Sometimes we get caught up in our Christianity just as a list of do's and don'ts. But when we see the intent of what God has written, it's given us, it's so much more. That's why we say it's a relationship, not just a list. Fathers, don't just teach your kids a list of right and wrongs. Help them understand the heart of God to follow all of their days show them that jesus is not just about doing the right things if we do this i think we'll see the kids follow the will be the kids who their their faith will become real to them and it won't be just a list and they'll stay in the church beyond the days that are there in your house you know otherwise we have the kids who do all the right stuff and then go into the world and all of a sudden they're just like the rest of the world. Doing exactly what we taught them not to because they don't understand the heart behind what God has for them. And finally, First Corinthians 11, chapter 1, sorry, verse 1, said, follow me and follow my example as I follow this example, example of Christ. Follow me as I follow Christ. What a challenge to you, us as dads. You know, I mentioned before that I I didn't know exactly. I didn't have a dad to watch. And then I just tried to learn as I went. You know, five years ago, I was thrown into the deep end to be a dad. And I'm like, what am I doing? I don't know how to swim. Um and you know, my kids will testify that I didn't don't always get things right and I try my best and I'm trying to set that example of following Jesus along the way. The apostle Paul puts out this call to follow the way he follows Jesus. I often like it liken this to Writing with a crayon, if I have a blue crayon and I give you a, write, a red crayon and I ask you to write the name Jesus, i mine's blue and yours is red. It's not going to be exactly the same, but we're getting Jesus right. Dallas Willard calls us to be apprentices of Christ. As we show our kids what it looks like to follow Jesus, they don't have to have it perfect. They don't they just have to start looking like Jesus. That's the idea of being an apprentice. We want them to look like Jesus. You know, I, I I've done a little bit of work with Matt Schroshiner and, and he's a carpenter, right? And he, at one point he had to apprentice under someone. And if you were to ask him if he does things exactly the, the way the like the person he apprenticed under, he was like, "Nope." <laughs> But he got the heart of carpentry. He got what it means to be a carpenter. He got the basics there, and he went from there. And the the carpenter he looks like is still he's still a carpenter, but he looks a little bit different than the carpenter he worked with. Live a life before your kids that they would want to follow, and point follow Jesus and point them to Jesus in every day. Let them see that you follow Jesus. It doesn't have to be exactly the way you did it, but let them be following Jesus. So in review, dads, be a man worthy of honor. When your kids are called to honor you, be that man worthy of honor. A dad worthy of honor is a father who loves. A dad worthy of honor is a father of faith. And a dad worthy of honor is a a father and an example. Dads, be that man. Step up to the plate. Acknowledge the things you fall short on. And keep going forward and following Jesus. I'm going to pray and just ask the worship team to join me on stage. Lord Jesus, thank you for the honor and privilege of being a father. You've trusted kids into our lives. God, I just pray that we would be men worthy of honor. Men worthy. Of your calling, as we've been called to follow you, God. I recognize that there's parents here who have had to step up and, and do the jobs and, and carry that mantle of of taking care of, of their kids because they don't have. Like, there's kids who don't have a father, and there's there's people in our congregation I know who have stepped up and and been fathers to spiritual fathers to kids who didn't have that 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 person in their life. God, I always pray that you continue to encourage us and challenge us to be the man of God that you call us to be, the parents of God that you've called us to be. We commit ourselves to you again afresh and ask that you be glorified in our lives and that people, especially our kids, would see you in us. In Jesus' name, amen.